we should probably actually introduce this thing. Right. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm Gabby. I'm Liska. And this is Cries in Norwegian, our podcast about STOM and all of its parallel universes. And today we are traveling to España, the last season of España, season four. So we are saying goodbye to one of our faves because we are pretty much open about España being one of our favorite for many different reasons that maybe we can talk about in contrast to what this season is. Or do we have updates and stuff to talk about? Well, my update is, um, as has been, you know, discussed many a time, uh, we are pretty terrible at editing and so like I was like I have to edit the previous episode and we have to publish it in July and it is now August and I haven't finished it and I feel terrible and so literally the day after I think the day after we recorded the podcast where I was like all about like it's the end of scum we don't have any more new seasons like blah 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 blah. then scum Italia announced that they're coming back like Netflix Italia announced that they're coming back kind of gives me mixed feelings because I really was not a fan of I was I was so deeply disappointed by the last season that no season three you haven't seen four yet I mean the last one we watched yeah the last one we talked about yeah I'm now like trepidatious about uh well and they haven't told us anything about like is it a new cast true or what is the deal we don't know we really don't know anything and I will be interested when we talk about season four because I was trying to go through basically I did this I did do this thing where I tried to go through my likes to find my likes from a year ago because I keep doing this I don't reblock the discourse I only like it and so I could reread some of the impressions of Amira's season as it was airing so I could give you a little bit of gist of what the conversation was like and sort of the complaints because there are always complaints with season four and a more recent one was talking about you know how is it possible that Italia had the best quote-unquote remake which I don't think is necessarily true but it's definitely one where they do they get a couple of things like a lot of things right I would say okay basically this person was answering that is completely incorrect in no way is Italia the best season it's two things uh one because Netflix dropped it all in one day we didn't have to sit with the bad clips for weeks and like dissect them so kind of like forget the bad stuff and sort of focus on the good stuff because we don't have time to like ponder about the bad things right Um, and and then they kind of talked about some of the bad things which yeah there are some bad things and then also I think the other part they said was also there wasn't as much conversation because a lot of the Muslim audience didn't want to watch it because of the casting so you don't necessarily get the same diverse conversations to the people that they're from the people they're supposed to be representing right I also got to kind of see some of the original sort of discourse halfway through the season of Fatu season six of Druk and it's really interesting to me people being like this is the worst season ever halfway through. And then when now it's like, it's a pretty beloved season. So I think it speaks to that of like, when you're in the middle of it, uh, it's certain, sometimes hard to see how it all comes together. And then whatever parts you don't like are the ones that you cling onto. Franz ended, I guess it wasn't kind of on Tumblr towards the end. So I don't even know what the impression was. I do know there was some frustrations towards the later half of the season because it ended up being more about his love interest than about him whatever that means or that was like the discourse that I saw like when we do Scam France season six we're actually going to meet the new squad that I don't know any of them but the first new squad that we're meeting is where I think we're supposed to be doing Druk season five next and I oh, hope yes. we- yeah we did decide that yeah yeah so that is we're going to meet the cash queens <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means but that sounds exciting <laughs> well you know how like they like they like to like name the group chats the whatsapp group chats oh, so that's yes. that's what a lot of time people start calling people in the fandom so uh, in italia it was contrabandieri that's the boy squat because that's what they call themselves on 
the group chat. Right. What uh, what was it? I noticed in España, the girls had a name, which I assume means something like losers, but I couldn't pronounce it. No, not really. So so they have like a couple of group chats. So the original ones, the original one that they used in most of season one and two and maybe three was the um, the Mallorca one, which is now the one that got, gets taken over by the entire class right. this year. But then they switched at some point to the Sairojas, which is where Chris's family is from. Oh, yeah. And I think and I think that started, so like in season one or two, when they were doing like paid content for Movistar, Amira, Danny, and Chris went on a trip. I can't remember the entire context. Like, I think this was like a side chat that eventually everyone got added on at different times. I might be misremembering, but it was not supposed to be the main chat and it kind of ended up being that. The uh, one, I think, is the one that they talk about at the very end. We'll get to all this, of course, but uh, when they're like... Yeah, so I believe that's the one that they use. But if I'm remembering, the funny thing about it is that it started as a side chat that people just kept getting added on <laughs> at different points. It was like, oh, like... Nora isn't here. Let's add her on. And then suddenly like that became the main chat and the Mallorca one kind of got left behind. Yeah. yeah. Just like in real life. <laughs> just like in real life. All right. So this was, well, actually, can I talk about yeah. two shows quickly? Sure, yeah. So the first one is, I mean, I cannot be a scam stan. I don't know if I call myself a cam- scam stan, but sure. Not talk about Young Royals because everyone in scam has been watching Young Royals. Of course. The funniest thing was that you were the one who told me about it. <laughs> and I still haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. You sent me the trailer like a week before it came out because the main guy's name is Wilhelm. And you were like, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you have not heard of it, yeah, go watch Young Royals. I think it's only six episodes. Danish, thumbs up. And, you know, I'm always like watching the original with the subtitles. But if you didn't want to watch the dub the two main actors actually do the English dub themselves. So oh, wow. There you go. I have not, I meant to like rewatch an episode with the dub just to like get the experience, but I keep forgetting. So, <laughs> and then the second part is that I finally got Peacock because there were enough shows that I want to watch. And so this weekend I like binged a bunch of them and one of them is We Are Lady Parts. Do you know what We Are Lady Parts is? Uh, is that the getting the band back together one? I mean, like kind of like they were a girl band back in the day and then like no 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 that's girls five ever oh which is, you're right never mind yeah. so that's the first one that I watched but the second one also has to do with the band but completely different it's a channel for a co-production and it's these Muslim girls who form a punk band yes oh I heard about this I really want to see this thank you for reminding me I, I totally forgot about it I'm gonna write it down and it's very good <laughs> very good I really recommend it and I don't want to say, especially in contrast to Scam España season four, but I do mean it a little bit in terms of like the religion is just a part of who they are. Right. And it's really important to them. And in fact, there's a point where someone tries to be like, well, you cannot be in a punk band and be writing the songs you're writing and be like a practicing Muslim. And they're like, and they, they, they're like, why? Like, these are two things that matter to us. We don't see why they are in conflict, uh-huh. even though they are, because like, the community that you live in right yeah 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 but they're all like badasses though like some of them wear the hijab some of them don't uh one of them wears the like the one that covers everything but your eyes I can't remember the name I'm so sorry there's the cute Muslim brother of one of the other girls who's kind of the draw for the main girl <laughs> to even join the band uh-huh. at the beginning and I don't know I just felt really specific and lovely overall and I really liked it and the girls were really really fun um yeah 
I think, yeah, the thing I heard about it was the variety of personalities and like just it's per, like portraying Muslim women as real people who are yeah, and it's, it's varied just and complicated, you know. Yeah, and it's just very delightful. Like they're all very delightful girls, uh, very specific. Our sort of protagonist, narrator, main character is 26, I believe, and she like really wants to get married. And it's her parents who are like, you don't have to get married. Like, like not yet. Like you can take your time. You can like, you know, she, she's, uh, she's studying like microbiology or something. And they're like, you know, finish your studies, like work on that, like figure out who you are first. So it's really, it was really nice to see her parents be so supportive and loving because that, again, that's one of my huge things when it comes to Muslim rap, right? It's like, why, why do the parents always have to be at conflict with their children? And in a way that is stereotypical, like the conflict right. in itself is not the problem is the stereotypical portrayal that Right, keep right. Yeah, I wanted to like be like, wait, no, no, conflict is good. <laughs> right, right. We actually need conflict. It's just the way you go about it, right? Okay, I think that's it. I think those were. I, I just really, I made a note here before we started so that I would mention both of those shows. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So overall, this was your first time watching the season. Do you want to give us some general impressions? Um. Sure. Yeah. I. We have not at all talked about it or exchanged. No, we have not talked about it at all. Or even any text. So I'm coming into this completely blind, which I'm kind of glad. Also, I'm totally blind to perceptions of the season. So some of the things you've been saying so far have been like illuminating, perhaps. Um, overall, I have a positive impression of the season and it sounds a little bit like it wasn't received that way. I think there are definitely lots of things to criticize that we can like pick apart, both like in terms of creative writing choices, also just like, content choices like what they're actually putting on screen which we'll get into I do want you to remember that the pandemic happened while they were filming the season so okay. especially that second half of the season I I do have questions about what narrative choices would have been or would not have been had they not had to resume just filming during the pandemic yeah but we can talk about that later interesting uh, like yeah. I I have an inkling I don't know how correct I am that the reason Amira doesn't go to her graduation is because they could not film like a graduation scene. That's really interesting. And I definitely want to get into that because yeah. Okay. Okay. But anyway, sorry, I, I cut you yeah. off. We've been oh, trying no. to do less these days. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. What was I going to say? Just, oh, just in terms of like the quality of the filmmaking, like I really, it, it fulfilled my expectations based on prior seasons of this sort of style that they have, which is this very like, almost like, uh, I was trying to find something to compare it to and I couldn't, but almost like like some indie dramas that we produce in America, which is- Yeah, we, well, I think we've talked a lot about how the aesthetic of España is pretty basic, not in a bad way. Like, it's like, these are professionals making television and how we, like, the feel is very much teen showy. Yes, um, understated. It's like a smart teen show or like, yeah. it's not like CW style teen show. But it's also not OG, which is just yeah, exactly. It's somewhere, somewhere more in between. Like it's a little bit more standard, I think. Yes, and there's a kind of and do they love their dirty over the shoulders? I was like, yes. there's, no, there's no clean shots here. But but in general, I it lived up to that. I really loved the actress. I thought I this I just really loved this version of Sana, which is this kind of Sana walks into a scene or anywhere, and everyone looks at her, and that is not Amira. And she kind of I remember I think in past seasons has felt like superfluous or something I didn't know what she had to contribute but once this the show started like being about I her think I think that might be also partly because she's not 
that's how she is in season three. I think in season two with Chris, she has a much more substantial role. And so mm-hmm. I've, I've really loved her yeah. definitely since then. But like once the camera was focusing on her, once, once it's her story, I just thought like so much came out of her. So I, I, so I really like Amira too. Um, let's start with that. Uh, and I love the actress. I, I, she's, I, she's a delight to follow on Instagram, Ahar Brown. And she was just at the cover of Cosmopolitan, like Spain's got a Cosmopolitan. So. Wow. Yeah. Uh, with her hijab and everything beautiful girl love her uh so charming um i think to to put it briefly because i do want to talk maybe that's kind of how i wanted let's talk about amira um i find the season to be frustrating and i think it's because i think uh espana was very clever in its other seasons in its versions of eva and its versions of isaac with chris in season three which we like is another level right um and this felt like not enough effort and thought was put into it to me hmm. um so like surface level I don't hate it like a lot of people hate it uh, a lot of people feel betrayed because they do think that this this was their favorite remake and they feel betra- the word that I hear I have read is betrayed like by I this season <laughs> yeah um and I overall like it but I then I feel like a lack of mm-hmm. of me being completely happy um and we can talk about it. We can talk about the story choices and why I find them frustrating at times. And uh, yeah, I guess that's overall like I like this season. I didn't mind watching it again, uh, mainly because I love Amira. Um, but overall, I wouldn't call it my favorite because there are things about it that frustrate me because I do think that, again, um, it's a little bit like Drook to me in that it's about the potential versus like what I actually ended up watching I guess right. um, and so like I think they have some great instincts and then they kind they kind of follow through um so like I, I saw a post yesterday that was saying like that they didn't like season four for example but that they love the first episode right because of the way that it sets up the season and so to me one of the things that I think goes back to what you were saying about Amira versus Sana is that opening scene like how many times have we seen the sana character get in the public transit and the the prayer alarm goes off and like the watching and it was just so clear from that first frame how specific it was to amira and how different she is from sana uh, and her like she smiles at the lady who like gives her the judgy look you know like like her, her way of confronting the world, she, she is confrontational, but in a way that is not confrontational. Like, I don't know how to exactly to describe it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, I guess the if I had to use one word to describe this season, it would be understated, which I guess, you know, take it or leave it. Like some people like that. I, I tend exactly. to- Exactly. My, my question is perhaps too much. Yeah, I and 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 then and then when they try to go for the big conflict, it falls okay flat on their face. Yes, there are, and it's I for me it wasn't in the Amira storyline, but in the others where I'm like, whoa, why is this a telenovela? (laughs) Like why the the Lucas Kasim? Kasim, what? Why is he pouring his heart? I think I honestly think if Lucas Kasim wasn't a thing, people would feel a little bit better about the season as a whole. Okay, okay. So I watched the entire season, like I never stopped watching it. But the clips at that point were hard to watch because they were still the movie star content. So you kind of had to wait until the end of the week for someone to post it and for whatever. I watched all the Alejandro ones, no problem. I watched the first week of the Lucas ones and I was like, I'm done. I'll wait until we watch it. Like, I don't care. Okay. Well, I think one genuine criticism I would have the season as a whole is that they tried 
too much with it, which we've said before. And it yeah. doesn't super affect the pacing because, but I mean, the pacing felt all right, except like what, when they were doing any story of the Namiras, they were just like rushed and too much. Too yeah, much. it didn't, it didn't feel too bad in that. Like, I didn't think it took this attention away from Amira per se, but then it exactly. felt like they were doing too much with it. But I think it also gave a joys like Amira and Alejandro having to make small talk. And they're like, how you doing? Good? Good. <laughs> yeah. You should down now. Okay, bye. Or also like the Joanna Chris one. I was like, I'm very unhappy with the way they handled the Joanna thing where like, it's basically like two scenes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't get to just like write this off as like, like this is a complicated thing that you're dealing with. You can't just. Oh yeah, it's like you give you give Luke. Lucas is the one who gets three weeks. Like it's Lucas, right? Like, you not know your audience. Your audience <laughs> wants three weeks of Joanna. That's what they want. Exactly, exactly. So okay, so yeah, that I definitely we I think we're in agreement on. And um, in terms of Amira, like I actually that quality you're describing, I love. It's like she's she's so quiet and introspective, and yet there's this like really rebellious, stubborn streak. Yeah, and so sure of herself. Like, yes. I like absolutely 100% love that she shows up to her first encounter with Danny with like a list. Yeah. And like, <laughs> look, if we're going to start dating, it's because we might get married down the line. Like, <laughs> I'm not afraid of saying the words marriage and children to you, like a 19 year old Spanish, like footballer boy, like whatever, rugby boy right <laughs> a little bit of a himbo yes yes exactly a little bit of a himbo cards on the table and I was like yes girl yes yes and like the way she takes up with her mom about the um hijab and I was like man this hits on a lot of my personal buttons but like just I don't know yeah, I thought that was really well done and so I mean again I, again we, we don't know how to talk guys we're sorry we're just gonna um, dance around this for two hours <laughs> well because the thing so the thing is for example I think they do such a good job of one of the narrative tools that works for me for like 90% of it is the hijab so the hijab as this thing that matters to Amira how from the first episode, we understand that it also matters to her mother, but her mother is willing, that her job is asking her to take it off and she doesn't care. Amira is trying to get a lawyer because they can't fire, like arguing with her mother about the importance of this. And so you see the shift in that. You see that some of her friends at La Baz have the hijab, some of them don't. One of them chooses to start wearing the hijab like throughout the season and that whole conversation about how it's a choice, how it matters. I absolutely adore that it's one of the things that Danny says made him like her. Um, self came out. Yeah, exactly. That same that same fight that you refer. Again, I think like every side has a point and it works so well. And yet when she wavers and she considers taking up the hijab makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't understand it. I don't know where it's coming from. Like I for the Amira that they've set up for, I think it was like seven episodes at this point. And then you end episode seven on a cliffhanger. And then you're just, you're just kind of like, I don't know, I thought about it for a minute. And I'm like, no, like. Yeah, that was like poor storytelling or something, or just like cheesy or something. It just felt cheesy in a way that the rest of the way they, that they talked about the hijab wasn't. I loved so much, so many of the discussions. I really liked how honest she was when she was. So um, one of the things that some of the remakes have tried and haven't quite made it, and I think this one didn't quite entirely either, was I loved setting up the, the La Bas girls and like this community of Muslim women around her age that Amira 
can go to for support. And those conversations in those first two episodes with Dunia are so good. I love Dunia and Amira. And Dunia being like, yeah, I've had a crush on a white boy too. And sort of like, we 100% see a different side of Amira, right? In a way that I don't think the other people have given her a chance because she's always so afraid of the world colliding that like she doesn't allow herself to let her guards down. Like that, the, most of the sanas. Whereas this sana, Amira has found a safe space where she can have that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I love that. But then again, and I don't know if this is a pandemic thing, I, again, I feel like nothing comes of that. Whatever they decide to do with Lavas is a conflict plot driven thing driven out of this like, oh, we need we need the plot. And I'm like, but the plot is doing nothing. <laughs> Man, now that you're pointing it out, there are so many things that fall off in the second half of the season. And you're yeah, right. And, that. and you can't quite tell what is the writing and what is the circumstances of a global pandemic having them <laughs> forcing them into a corner, right? That little old thing. <laughs> Um, so here's what I love about how they set up the the squads too. She is so comfortable there too. Like the vibe between Amira and not just the girls, but also the boys, like as a group. Um, and she's able to partake in the conversations, even the one about sex that perhaps she's not 100% comfortable with. Uh, in a way, again, that it feels different from the other ones. Like she is 100% integrated into that group, right? And we see that and we understand that as she believes it and we believe it. But that doesn't mean... <laughs> that all is well, right? And that's kind of like, that's why she's so nervous with the La Bass girls and the girl squad meeting, right? Because I think yeah. a part of her knows that there's different sides of her, right? And she is not willing to put into words that not that being with white friends is not a situation that is 100% comfortable for her always. Because she's not the type of person who's going to see that. She's going to see how much she loves her friends and her friends love her and her, like, and that is true. And yet, I actually really, really love the comp when the Labas and the Girl Squad meet because it's so awkward, but everyone's intentions are so good on both sides. <laughs> yes, and so yeah, I noted that one too. Yeah, I love Eva that. Eva keeps being like, no, but Amita's totally like comfortable with us, like 100%. Like, and Amita's like, kind of like, where do I look? What do I do? What do I say? <laughs> and, and I think there's a little bit of too much of like white saviorship in this season that goes unacknowledged mm -hmm. um, a little bit, even with Danny. Oh my God, a lot with Danny. I mean, yeah, more than with all we'll talk about Danny in a second. I just kind of yeah, want to yeah, like, because, yeah. okay, I'm so glad you're saying these things because sometimes I would think things and be like, I don't know if this is like, I don't know if it's just me being weird or in my head or. And I also liked the party and sort of like the contrast of she could have gone to the party or she could have done like a spa day with the La Bass girls, right? Because these, this Amira we know does go to parties, maybe not always, like she has been known to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to study. So she's always been trying to balance those two things out, right? And so I just liked how it was very obvious <laughs> how miserable she was. It's like this thing where all like, and, and I don't actually mean this, but I feel like every single girl in the girl squad, apart from Maria, would say, I don't see color. Uh, and then you have to be like, no, your friend is a Muslim, like POC. And like, she's a very specific, different, different experience that 100%, you- 100%, that is totally true. The one exception, kind of, I would say to that is Chris. However, Chris has the most cringing dialogue in the, the, the scene that we're talking about where the two groups meet, but she's the one who says, oh, but she's so integrated. Because Amira is her best friend, right? Right, and so, exactly. And so I think that's the other thing that I love because it's been established in season two. Like the Sanas usually come in in season one, right? And they don't really have a prior relationship with anyone else. So there's not this history. There is this huge history between Amira and Chris, which we'll talk about what actually Amiris, oh, I actually think about Chris this season. But 
that friendship is real, is lived in, has a history, complicated, it's very specific. And I really, really love having that in the show. I love that she's the one person with the knowledge of who Amira was before she had the hijab, which I actually screenshotted and then I forgot to send it to you. There's, this is not the first time that we get hints that she used to drink, she used to flirt, she used to party. In season one, because it's the first, season one is the first year she's wearing the hijab and people comment on it. They're like, she didn't used to wear it before. Mm, uh, I don't so remember Yes, yeah, so I, I didn't either. There's there's a gif set that I forgot to say too. Even in season one, there's a plan where she says, oh, I don't drink. And Chris says, since when? Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so it's really fascinating in a lot of ways that, that they have this history and that their friendship has been able to like be sustained throughout all these changes from both sides. Like they've both changed a lot. And so I think they're very lovely, but I also have issues with the conflict between them this season. I actually really liked the way their relationship unfolds. And uh... I just think it ignores a little bit of the history. I don't know. I mean, we can, maybe we can talk about that. So yeah. So Amidas has always been a huge thing in the scam España fandom like people love Amira and Chris and like their bond and I just I don't hate it but I don't love it either I think obviously Chris used to joke all the time about how Danny is for Amira and I understand that it was a joke but I also find her absolutely complete lack of support for her friend makes me uncomfortable like I understand that as the first response I get it like a hundred percent and I understand where she's coming from because she knows them better than basically anyone else well, I think saying, she does yeah yeah. He thinks he does, right? So I get where she's coming from. And I know we know Chris. We know that's what her personality is. But I absolutely hate the fact that their friendship isn't like fixed until they break up. And then and then she gets to be the comfort friend. And I'm like, no, like I don't I there's that gap in those couple of weeks where I'm like, I just don't see why Chris has to be such a shitty friend. Interesting. I read it differently. To me, it felt like there are scenes that we haven't seen, not scenes of any significant kind of dramatic um, coming together or falling apart, but just like passing each other in the halls. It gave me that feeling. Yeah, and ignoring each other. Chris opens the door to the library, sees Amira and closes the door. Immediately after the fact. But between that and when they make up, I, for some reason, my brain filled in all that kind of awkwardness in a friend group when two friends are. My sense was if she was going to talk about Danny, she was going to do it when Chris wasn't around and Chris wasn't going to bring it up. And they were going to be in like group together, but they weren't going to talk about it. Yeah, and exactly. And, and, yeah, and but that but and they weren't gonna I don't think they hung out one on one. Like, I guess I didn't want them to. And I was fine that I actually really liked and I, my note, let me see if I can find it. Not that it like super matters, but <laughs> uh, the way Amira and Chris relationship floats back and forth is beautiful. And then they're always there for each other. So I, I mean, I was writing in a-, in a I never of- doubt that they're there for each other, but like, I feel like your friend is supposed to be there in la buenas y las malas and the good times and the bad times. And Chris, like, I don't know, like kind of wants to be like- Just felt like normal people's reactions and- I think her reaction is totally normal. Like, I, again, I will say that, um, but it just, it felt to well, me. I, I don't just mean like a reaction in the moment. I mean, now she's had a reaction. Now you are embarking on a period of their friendship in this new dynamic where now this awkward conversation has happened. But I didn't, I didn't see the dynamic. All I saw is not being there for each other. Like, I, in but, that- like but, but like, you don't see it. Excuse me. How do I phrase this? you don't see it because they're not there for each other, right? Like that. Yeah, but then, okay. But then it goes unacknowledged. 
I, but I guess I'm saying I don't, I didn't feel like I needed it to be where I really love no, that. I don't know. I feel like Chris should have been like, I'm really sorry that you're heartbroken on, um, I could have handled that better. And I'm sorry. Like, even if she's saying, I told you so. Like, yeah, like I said, I really loved that it was implied and that their relationship was complicated. They, they yeah, I don't have any problems with their being complicated. But for example, last time they struggled, it was this thing of feeling like there was no space in each other's lives for the other. That was like the thing in season two, right? And I don't know, I felt like there could have been a version of that here or like, you know, how could the two people that I care most in the world not tell me about this? I feel like you're saying you wanted them to have it out, so to speak, like to... Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, maybe that's it. Or, and, and it could even be after the fact. I'm not seeing a joke as a setup, but then don't set it up that like, like Amira, Danny is for Amira. Even that's like, I don't know. No, no, right. no. Like Danny is for Amira. Like right. that's like a running joke in that friendship. Yes. So I don't remember, I did not remember that when I watched this season. I think it's a weird choice that to then choose her to have the reaction that she did. I think that is a fair argument. And so that, I think that's where I'm going from. It's like, it feels like a moment where you're ignoring part of the history in terms of that. Or yeah, like, they're retconning it, it, basically. it's weird that then Amira doesn't bring it up as like, oh, so it's okay to joke about it, but it could never actually happen because why? Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, you, they're retconning it. They're they're ignoring something they've established as a thing and sort of. And so, yeah, I guess I guess when I come down to it, that's where I'm like, it doesn't quite gist for me right. because of that. I other than that, the emotional actually journey of these two girls are there for each other, ride or die, and like no matter what's going on, if you need me, I'm there. I buy it. I love it. Like Amir is a hundred percent. Yeah. I guess maybe that's why we had a different uh, sense of it, like a different uh, experience watching it because I didn't remember that. And so it didn't really bother me. It just felt like, oh, this is this girl's reaction. And it's a reaction that does make sense on the face of it, not in context of things that are already established. That's true. For, for me, what I was going to also say is that that kind of approach to the telling of this emotional story, which is one where they don't have it out, where, like I said, when the chips are down, Chris shows up anyway, and they do not need to have a conversation, at least not one that is like give in front of the audience, so to speak. I wouldn't necessarily that, say that to be true for other stories and other versions I feel like it's one that works with the style of this show and in, and even in arguably just like in this season with the way other things lay out but wouldn't have worked you know th there's a lot of other times where I'm like why didn't we get that scene that makes no sense we need to have it out with them right yeah, uh, so acknowledging yeah. that that's a very real thing I just for yeah, some 100% it's very real her reaction's real like her coming back Chris being Chris like not doing the schoolwork and all of that that <laughs> feels authentic I don't have a problem with it flaking and not wanting to leave um at it when she's agreed with Amira that she was gonna leave whenever Amira said um in that first episode Amira lying to her parents about oh Chris left earlier because like you know you got to protect your friends from your parents sometimes uh -huh. uh, which is a you know part of it it's like it's, it's uh -huh. your best friend you don't want to make your parents think less yeah. of them yeah uh, that all like felt very Chris to me it was I, I don't know I just I, I still feel like with what they had set up that I would have expected some sort of one conversation even but I don't know I feel like Chris should look within herself and tell me why she thinks that these two people couldn't be together you know right. and anyway other than that in terms of the girl squat it's really interesting because I think that the 
España Girl Squad is one of the most well-developed ones Mm -hmm. uh, because like basically each one of them got their own season. We really got to hang out with them. I think they're good this season, but I also felt like they felt very apart from the plot of the season, especially for a final season. I feel like Nora was there to be the person that Amira could talk to because Chris wasn't there. And then Viri was there to be Viri, which I actually really loved Viri this season. Uh, Her like optimism, like everyone was the character that they've been set up as. And I loved seeing them but they didn't feel very integrated to the plot to me yeah they're not super present and unlike other versions of the sana story like her dynamic kind of at the beginning they set up as all the sanas do this like conflict between her white world friend uh, friend world and her muslim friend world and then it's sort of not part of a huge part of the yeah they really don't do anything with it yeah they focus in on Danny and her own relationship to her own faith and how that relates to this boy but really like is not very much it's like it's like okay we're not gonna have them be racist good points but we're also not gonna have them stand up to racism <laughs> okay like uh <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, I feel like only the Druk girls have been like yo that was racist you know out of all the remakes so far really it's like this weird thing where to me it felt like sometimes they were avoiding certain conflicts and I was like but why you've set it up and then it kind of just you do nothing with it kind of what they did with the trip to my to Mallorca like this has been set up since the first season my understanding maybe I don't understand how this works was that they paid for the Mallorca tickets in season three but I guess they didn't I'm so confused I maybe I don't understand how travel agencies work anymore I don't know um and so I guess they didn't want to make Ines it is Ines right like a racist girl with bindiness which is this is one like the one remake where they made them all friends like with mm-hmm. Ness so whatever it's fine but then I was like I don't understand why you don't just like cut it I don't know it's so it was just there like this whole plot of like the trip being taken over and no one having money to go and uh instead the girls got to do a lovely day trip to uh, uh Canary Islands Canarias, which I loved it was very cute uh-huh. <laughs> the end it was just like another one of those instances where I was like again uh, what conflict are you afraid of there is a quality to the show where at some point I was thinking of that comment our friend Shelby made where I think it it wasn't about España but when a choice can be made to have more conflict or less they choose the less or something and it's not as pronounced I didn't dislike it in this yeah yeah I did as I have in the others Um, but like for example when she overhears when Amira overhears the two girls in the bathroom talking about Danny I was surprised a little bit that the react there's no sort of immediate reaction to that it's not like she turns to him and is like I don't think this is gonna work where like France for example would a hundred percent uh do something yeah so I think it was really I think it boils down to kind of that like España has always had a really interesting way to deal with conflict where it's not quite what you expect it to be yeah whereas here it was like oh where are they going with this oh nowhere <laughs> and so that's what happened to me with the trip and with the girl squad as a whole I was like okay so it didn't uh-huh. bother me but I'm not going to give them props for it either. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of where I came down and I was like, okay, sure. Uh, but I really, yeah. I think it's like, a pretty good assessment of, of, of the, of the, yeah. Where is this going? Oh, nowhere. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good assessment. Okay, sure. 
Um, and so then um, I guess my other sort of thing that I wanted to mention. Yeah, so I wanted to mention her parents and the Labas girls before we talked about Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, although I, now that I was looking at it again, I do like that the mom comes back. My recollection was that the parents had sort of been dropped after the big fight, but I guess we do get the mom coming back, which I appreciate it. I like her parents a lot. Love them. That's pretty much it. I love that the dad had to play for the dramatic love reunion. And he was like, what am I doing here? Was this the idiot? Or something like that. Well, he's like, this is the bome? Like this, this guy, this guy? (laughs) And like we said, they use the parents well for in terms of the conflict. Oh, yeah. My, my, the reason that I mentioned her is because my MVP of like when Amira sits down and she's like, I have a crush on this boy and he's nice and he's cute and he's good with kids, but he's not Muslim. And the mom's like, of course, Danny is not Muslim. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was great. I was like, I love you. Well, also because like this love confession happened like three feet away from her. Like that feels like a small apartment. I don't think like, I feel like. I, oh, feel like I was the- wondering about that. Yeah, I was like, well, of course she does. She overheard you guys. If not the content of the conversation, the vibes at least. Like, there was a vibe. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, she's sort of like the best mom in that she, she's sort of like the perfect, like she's never upset with her. She knows her daughter really well to the point where she's able to be like, if I tell you not to do something, you will do it. So I just let you yeah. <laughs> do it and do it out on your own. Uh, although I do think that some points that Sana's mom has made can also be made and maybe like yeah you tell your daughter to date whoever she wants but you can also prepare her to you know like the reason usually you don't date uh outside of of uh muslim men is because i understand that your faith is so important to you and there here are some struggles that you might want to keep in mind right like, right i feel like she knows her mo- her daughter well enough that she's like i don't need to tell her she's thinking of all of those things and like 10 more that i'm not thinking of yeah, fair enough fair enough but um, yeah, she's a little bit too perfect in some ways but i but she, but i think it's a just the credit the portrayal by the actress she feels very real even though yeah, sort of she like, both feel very real to me and yeah. that dynamic of the three of them so that i was like props for that that was my one note it was like maybe two too perfect yeah uh, I really loved that was a point that the La Bass girls brought up too like how for the it's so obvious that for all of these girls like for Amira and for Elena and Dunia and I can't remember the name of the third one um like they are as much Spanish as they are Muslim uh, mm-hmm. Like they have this conversation at some point the last where I was like, yeah. And then the tourists are always asking me things. And I'm like, do I not look like a Marilena to you? Like, come on. And they're like, yeah, you do. Like, yeah. Like at one point she's like, I don't know. I was born at like St. Christopher's down the street or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The hospital. But yeah. And then the beauty is like, oh, I was too. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I thought it was sort of lovely that, yeah, like I think that's just a fact of life, but sometimes, um, like these two things can coexist and they do for all of them and yeah, uh, that's, yeah. that's just who they are. Like one thing I thought about watching some of these scenes is it reminded me of, I mean, that there, these are difficult conversations to have in some ways. And in America, like in theory, the thing that should make America stand apart from a lot of European countries is that is that like it should be a lot easier and more common for you to be something else and American where like well, yeah like I do think that we don't value enough the idea that you if you're born in the U.S. you're American right and that's not the reality for a lot of the world exactly right. that said 
<laughs> it's not as you well know it's neither that good here nor maybe probably yes. that bad over there but yeah no no yep but that's yeah and that's why and it, and it makes it even more absurd when you encounter americans who do clearly have a very strong idea of what it means to be american and it is yeah. to be white and to be christian yeah and i think to bring it back to amira that's that's kind of her experience in spain right is uh to be white and to be catholic right uh, <laughs> and over and over um she like the so the when the school puts up the ramadan sign and then they're like they vandalize it and it's just like out with the moors i'm like they were there first they were there first but it's still not what is seen as the normal right of course yeah no that's and then that, that is one thing that gets brought up like over and over again like what is the normal and it boils down to someone who talks and looks like vidi yeah yeah um, right and and it's yeah and it's just fascinating when you break down i think any country how little yeah. like actually like the french themselves are made up of a bunch of different groups germany yeah, germany yeah. didn't unify until the 19th century like there was italy, no germany until italy didn't have an italian language until mussolini was like we all need to speak the same language <laughs> yeah. so actually like there's so much yeah anyway it's just an interesting thing to sort of yeah i don't know if that if this little sidebar will make any sense but though to sum it up uh europe european society is sort of always at odds with its history a little bit like or like doesn't want to acknowledge his history a little bit um and like any other culture right <laughs> is um in conflict with its past and doesn't want to acknowledge it well and also and i guess maybe even similarly to some parts of america there's this maybe there's this like feeling of we are one very specific thing, but when you start looking at the reality, you realize, no, you're not, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I think the sauna seasons are so important um, because I think they really very simply come across with, guess what? We are all more than one thing. Right. <laughs> yes. And my last sort of, here's a missed opportunity in the season, was like I think I briefly mentioned before was the girls from La Bas, right? Um, where their setup is really interesting characters. Again, I love Dunia so much. Love her. <laughs> She's so great. And sort of when they start setting up what this world is, which this is another thing that had been set up earlier in season two and season three. Like Amira does constantly to be like, I gotta go hang out with the La Asociación, right? Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had an idea, like for once this has been set up. Usually when like there's things in sauna season that you're like, you just made that up right now. Come on. <laughs> and then they start talking about what does this uh, center like provide and what does it do and whatever. And I guess I just wanted to see a little bit of more of how Amira fit there beyond the girls. Like it seemed to really matter to her that she was able to help uh, the, the recent immigrants, that she was able to provide like a safe space for other people. And I kind of like it didn't have to be like a major thing. Um, but I kind of want to get a chance to see that. I definitely too. had a lot of questions about what it was and what it did. And like, and yeah, it would have been nice to see it in action. Also, it took me forever. And I'm still not totally sure if this is true. So let me know one way or the other. The rugby team is of kids who go to that mosque or that association. And then she got Danny to coach it. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's happened in earlier seasons. Okay. 
Got it. All right. I do remember it. So that happened in season three. Okay. So that's one of the points where they like, again, again, they set it up because we actually see the girls a couple of times go to the rugby practice. And that's one of the times where Nora breaks down and like tells them about Oh yeah. 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 Is because of that. (laughs) I've like blocked out that season from my mind. Apparently. (laughs) And, and, and that's what I meant. Like we see a mural, like checking out Danny, like a couple of times. Like it's not like, anyway. And so, yeah, that, that was set up in season three and like that she's the one who asked Danny and like Danny um, agrees to do it. And it's about, it's for the kids that are, uh, yeah, it's through the Asociacion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the, the rugby program has been set up. And I think the rugby, it's like for whoever is in the community, like they, right, they, right. the community as a whole. Yeah. The kind of closest we really get to some sort of explanation is, um, in that in the scene where the two groups meet and Dunez there's a flyer yeah that's it Rosby instead of rugby Rosby oh I didn't even pick up yeah there's so they joke that there's a typo in it oh oh yeah 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 yes I didn't uh but but also just like her talking about like we we were talking like some people are saying we should open up to the community and yeah yeah I feel like we could have a whole conversation just about that scene so maybe we should that scene is so good again and I think that's why it's so frustrating because I was like "Ooh, this is really interesting conflict right like we're getting into it now yeah and into it in a way that feels like nuanced and like interesting uh and in character for everybody even though I met I met Dunia like two scenes ago like I still feel like I know who she is uh uh, which was really well done yeah and it's touching on complicated topics and so it's kind of like giving a place to air out that discussion without feeling like you're uh sort of banging your audience over the head with it like it just feels feels like organic and part of the characters lives and then and then nothing (laughs) (laughs) okay that was that was kind of it of the big stuff I think and then it's just Danny and Amira I mean, in terms of before the point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's dive into Danny. <laughs> Danny and Amira. Damira. Okay, so first things first. I feel like Danny cannot count as a Yusuf. So putting that out there. You cannot. Oh, we can't compare him. Yes. You or... can't You can't make a Yusuf a white boy. I and mean, if that's what you did, then that's a strike against you. And then I don't think they did. I think they just sort of was like, kind of like having Alejandro and what's his creepy name. Um, <laughs> like just did a different storyline. Yeah, Mikel, Mikel. Mikel. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I don't compare him to Yusuf because I don't. You can't even compare Kasim to, to any of the Yusufs. Um, when the trailer came out, there were certain expectations that made it seem like, like everyone kind of knew that it was going to be Danny because it had been set up since season two. I don't know if season one, I can't remember, but definitely since season two that there was this thing between them. Jokey, jokey, but is there? You know? Mm-hmm. And in season three, we see him like walk her home a couple times. Like it's it's always there in the background. Then when the trailer came out and they it features uh, Kasim like, pretty heavily from what I remember it was like oh okay so is is he Yusuf it's like is it gonna be a love triangle situation and I think it set up certain expectations that then kind of put your audience at not a great place to start I think but okay. so we can talk about it later so yeah so Danny Soto Peña I mean I like him a lot I thought the relationship as a whole was fine a little too much they rely on his charm and their chemistry where there's a there's like maybe one or two too many scenes of them just hanging out and being cute and nothing else which is like 
fine. Like you do need those, but a little bit, I was like, okay, but like, there's nothing actually happening here. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think I mentioned this full year ago, um, where I was like, one of my complaints about them is that I don't feel like they have a thing. And by that, I mean, it's like, as a writer, there's not like a, you know, like, especially because again, I, you have to compare it with OG, right. Where, um, you have, certain references certain things that each couple sort of comes back to so it can be the basketball it can be Romeo and Juliet it can be pretty woman like and and to me the only thing that they came back to is fuck the rest of the world right fuck the non-believers and and I was like that's not enough to uh-huh. build like a through line of of a storyline for me to believe in the relationship like I want some cute gimmick like storytelling gimmick to have that thing so that when he brings it up later the the version that we have is the text message of like I saw this funny thing that happened to me today and I'm sharing it with you like that's what you get at the end it's like that's not enough that's kind of what you're saying it's like that only came up like in the last episode and so you know one of my big things um insightful I hadn't thought of that but I think you might be right that that is a thing that's missing and why I don't fully kind of bond with them in a shippery way. I thought their ending was surprisingly mature. I am glad that it ended this way and didn't go for like, we're gonna, basically that it wasn't a happy ending. I mean, it's a bittersweet one, I guess. It's an, it's an inconclusive one. So I think there's definitely been a mixed reaction to that because why can't Amira have a happy ending is sort of the question that a lot of people have. Even people who don't like Danny, like they're like, if I had to sit through an entire season of this, why can't Amira get a happy ending? I actually, I don't, I don't hate, I like the ending. I thought it was very mature and I liked the idea of like, maybe one day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like that they sort of lead it on, that bittersweet note. But I also then think, well, what are you saying about being a Muslim girl? And like, and so that was the part where I was trying to be like, well, what are you saying about, like, she can't have it all. You have to choose. And well, I they did. kind of get away with it by like not giving you an answer by saying like just now we're not gonna but like maybe one day right like that's felt to me like they were saying you couldn't so I was like I don't know so that's 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 how I maybe yeah I don't know I I guess I I didn't the fact that she doesn't end up with him it's like not a romantic happily ever after ending but it, it I didn't feel like this is like a devastating ending for her. I was like, she's going to be fine. And she's going to- I didn't think it was devastating either. But unlike other Sana seasons, so much of the season is the relationship that then I I do think that there is an argument to be made that it's a little bit of, if this is the story that you devoted so much time to, where are you- what are you telling me about her and her scum and her shame right right by the end of it and that's a little less clear to me yeah I guess also because it's very much her choice and I truly like believe it is what she wants and what she's comfortable with mm-hmm. at this moment in her life uh that it is what I prefer like if it ended with her wanting to be with him but deciding she can't or shouldn't, I think I would have a lot more complicated feelings. But I feel like she did a lot of soul searching and just decided that she really didn't want to, even if she likes him. I think I I agree with that. But then I also think that she's so in her head and she was like, this is the mature thing to do. Um, and so there's a little bit of that coloring her choice in my yeah. opinion. But that doesn't make it a not a real choice. No 
not a real choice. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So I guess my my feelings are more, I don't know, uh, towards the, the I don't dislike it, uh, but it does, I feel like it leaves me with some unanswered questions as to what it is that they're what they were trying to say, kind of thing. I I that guess fanatic level. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I won't argue that like it's perfect or make or makes like complete sense or anything. I just uh, I guess I appreciated yeah. that they mm-hmm. didn't go for the easy kind of um, everything. Like love will conquer everything, which is like yeah, a- like what what Vidi what Vidi kept saying. Yeah, yeah. Where it's kind of like no, it's complicated, and it's okay that it's complicated. And like also, she you will both have other relationships. Like this is a love that you have when you're young, and that's life. Yeah. Like it's okay. It, it just feels it felt more. Maybe it's because I was never particularly attached to them. Maybe, uh, or not that I disliked them. For the record, I I was cheering for them when they were yes. seemed like they were going to be together. Yeah, some people don't like them. I like them. I th- there was some other season that we watched where I had this feeling at the end where I was like you know what, if you guys drift apart, that's all right. Like this is, this relationship, this experience has been a foundational one for you. And it was, it was an empathetic experience to watch you go through it. And I learned from yeah. it and you learned from it. And now you will go on to have a, a full life and other experiences. <laughs> and yeah. I can't remember what season it was that ended that way now that I'm thinking about it. But anyway, that's kind of how I felt about this ending as well. Was it, was it maybe Winterberg? Like the breakup? Yes, I think it was. Yes. Thank you, Gabby. You're the other half of my brain. <laughs> well, I could kind of be like, I was like, mm, probably not Hannah and Yuna as um, no, I'm like, yeah, well, because also all those couples end up coming back to yeah, all the Hannah, I mean uh, Eva Jonas couples kind of come seem to be coming back together at the end of Yeah, the yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. And and so like I I actually I really like them. I think they're very cute. Uh, they're like like you said, they have a lot of just chilling, chilling, hanging out moments, and I think I like them. Um, so I love the moment at the door, the confession. You know when she's having the talk about marriage, and he comes back with a list, and the list is just her name, and I'm like, oh, you silly boy. I know, I know. He's he's a romantic. He's very earnest. I truly believe his feelings for her. I do like that he, when she gives him the list, he is kind of freaked out by it and is like, I need to go think about this for a second. I appreciate. Yes, yes, yeah. There are some awkward moments, like (laughs) I mean, there's lots, but lots of awkward moments. Specific one I'm thinking of is when they're leaving the bar. And he's like, man, I can't believe the things you go through every day. I don't know, that whole conversation. I know, there were moments where it was like, my God, Danny, like you are so, mm. no, I don't know what the word is there. And I think there's certain people that don't like him. I think there's certain people that don't like him because that's all that they see. Like he makes an Al-Qaeda joke in the first episode. Holy shit. He has stupid friends. I don't like Ruben, Ruben. I don't like him. We'll never like him. And he's, yeah, he's kind of a himbo as has been established, right? Yeah. And so like, he is charmless to some people. I am charmed by him. I see the appeal. I like, the man cannot dress, but that's okay. That's part of the appeal. I try to take some screenshots because it's like, like, you know, Amira loves the hoodie like as much as the next person. But when she goes out on a date, she'll like be cute. And Danny will be like, I will wear the exact same sweatshirt I've other five times. We've He's hang out. absolutely a guy who at home wears like sweatpants and Birkenstocks 
Uh, I was gonna say, I do think it was an interesting moment when she overhears those two girls saying, you know, him when he, when someone says no, he just wants to, uh, he wants it all the more. And I think there's truth to that. And I can't decide if I think the show. I mean, he is, he is the brother of Chris and. I mean, yes, uh, it seems to run in the family, <laughs> That's sure. but I mean, just like how much the show acknowledges like, or deals with like, is that what's going on with him? Like is Amira, okay, here's this moment when they break up, when he says, oh, are we just gonna prove the people who said we're wrong Mm-hmm. each other right and she reacts to that obviously thinking like he's expressing the conversation that she overheard the friends saying basically he's confirming to her that yeah. part of the reason he's hanging on to this so strongly is because everyone is telling him you can't do it and then like they never I feel like they never quite address that issue again fair uh, enough I, I I think I tend to lean towards what you were saying that he's kind of more a romantic himbo than anything else um yeah, yeah. but I think there, there is probably some of that by the way it was not part of the story anymore so um I realize now that it was that happened all through text message she actually asked Danny to take off take take off the picture of all of them at the bar mm-hmm. and the one that Dunia sees and that's how she knows Amira's a terrible person I had a feeling that that was going to happen so I actually have it screenshotted it on my phone <laughs> for some reason it's like I have that one screenshot of oh because it actually did get taken off like yeah because in the text messages she tells him um to take it off and he takes it off uh yeah I think if you go to his insta you don't see it anymore let's see I was looking at her insta the other day because I like I like the pics because they have a lot of really cute pics of their cute dates but yeah it's not there anymore the first picture that we have of the two of them is from the iftar Oh yeah, yeah. That was nice. I think the show does a good job of like referencing things, just the right amount of things from the OG that are kind of iconic moments. That is kind of a nod to. I agree. Show, but not too, you know, like just recreating something we've seen a million times before. Yeah, I think that they do a pretty good job with that too. Oh, by the way, so this is related to what we're saying with the pandemic. Obviously for the Sana season is important or it should be important that it takes place during Ramadan, but because of the pandemic, their schedule got all fucked, right? So it actually says, so they post it, for example, this was actually posted September 28, 2020, but it says published May 4th, 2020. Like when is it actually happening in the story? They have to put it at the bottom of the so that the timing makes sense with where the story was supposed to be when the story was supposed to be happening yes I uh, no, I noticed a little bit later too when they seem to just sort of skip over Ramadan and I was like oh that was a weird choice why did they do that since they've been talking about it but now it makes sense uh, they don't skip over Ramadan they it's it's with regards to the poster sign that gets damaged and she's like well you have to put it up by Ramadan and then it just sort yeah. of well again I think I want well I feel like that storyline was always there um I don't know if oh I, I meant to talk about this earlier but I hate the principal of the school Monica can suck it <laughs> yeah she was very like cowardly institutional person who like 
feel wants to feel good about herself and so makes a point to justify that like by the way I don't think this is a good idea but also does nothing to stand up for one of her students and doesn't even acknowledge like if she believes that this is the right thing to do for, like my job is for this collective and not the individual okay I can agree or disagree with that but I it's a perspective I understand but she doesn't even take that perspective yeah she, and she, it, it, I think she's just so casual about it too so yeah. when like you know we want to be inclusive other schools wouldn't have let you wear the hijab but we did I was yeah. like okay do you, what do you want as a reward like do you want <laughs> yes exactly I was like okay congratulations you're a good person fuck you yeah you're decent. <laughs> You can feel real good about yourself right now, but you are. Um, so she says to the, she keeps telling San, not San, Amira, something like school is about schoolwork. Like it's just one less thing for you to worry about. Like, don't worry about this. When she takes away the giving the speech. And I was like, this the graduation speech. Yeah. She's had, like, she's known for months. And you're just like, just does it again she's so casual about it like fuck you if you think this is wrong but it's out of your control and you want that highlighted like fine but that's not even what she does no she, yeah she's, she's like just trying to spin it is actually a good thing for you and one of the one of her spins is we don't we don't we can't control people's reaction to this and so we don't want to expose you to that well fuck you it's not your choice ask her if she wants to expose herself exactly she's thing. giving no agency and i hope that on graduation day monica realized that amira wasn't there and she felt like shit yeah <laughs> yeah so uh sorry that was my brief i was like i need to mention monica because i hate her uh <laughs> see let's bring him back to danny so yeah so overall he's like a romantic himbo and I think they're cute together. And again, we could just talk about like, they're cute in the swings. They're cute in the star. They're cute doing this. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there's just something that lacks. And, and so I, I described it as, like I said, like the thing, like the, the thing that's theirs. Um, because I think, and that's kind of, I think that's what you were hinting at when you were saying is it just a stubbornness that the only sort of recurring thing that we have is this idea of we have to be together because of the, because of the haters. Right. Um, and it's just like not narratively enough. Well, um, it, or like just personally, it's not compelling. Like, well, I mean, like the haters is Ruben. Like I already hated him. Um, <laughs> and also like you should not want to be with someone because of the haters. Like that's, exactly, that's what I mean. Like that's not that's not compelling in any way. Yeah. Um, and but I do think that they again they're really sweet and they bring out other sides of each other and I sort of wish that Chris could have seen a glimpse of these sides of these two people that she loves so much and yeah. then maybe that's the frustration where it comes comes from for me too in like a weird way she's right right and she doesn't have to reflect on her attitude towards that I totally agree with that in that in a weird way she's right but she didn't have to be and like the assumption yeah exactly because she is right like and like think again it's such a legitimate reason for these two to break up and yet yeah, yeah. I will say one thing that the show watching their relationship develop really made me think about in very organic ways is the realization of just how much like like there is no right or wrong there is no sort of like the way things are it's just like what do you want and so yeah. like you can't say that two people from such different backgrounds can't be together uh probably most individuals couldn't but it doesn't mean no two individuals could yeah and like, I think that's that's where I was like where I like a little bit that's where I feel like 
Whereas I'm like, Chris, this is your best friend. Like, you love her. Why can't you see what they might be able to see in each other, even as you think, shit, this isn't going to work? And even if it really doesn't work in the end, yes. yes, to acknowledge that maybe you don't know these two people completely or that, like, yeah. that they could have worked if, like, in, in, you know, I mean, part of it is that they're so young. So, like, having that. Yeah, I was going to say, part of it is that they're so young because I don't, I don't think that Danny is not willing to give Amira everything she wants. But I also think that he's like 19 years old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. And yeah. that's a lot to ask. Yeah. And again, but I don't want to, I don't want to say it in the way, because I, I was, I thought they did a really good job of precisely doing what I'm doing, which is wrong, which is saying, uh, wow, Danny is giving so much to be here with you. And I'm like, no, that's not like, Amira's amazing. I love like, that point that the show makes that point with Amira. They made it so well. It was like, one of the best things about it. Yeah. Where it's like, we do actually see how society is, again, against this idea of what is normal. And even though all of the girl squad loves Amira, they still can only see what she's depriving Danny of instead yeah. of what, what is he gaining by being with her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, Elmira's amazing. Why can't you all be like, acknowledge this, guys? <laughs> yeah, and also like, who the fuck are you to judge or think about what he's? Yeah, you don't know, right? Like, you don't know what. what yeah, you don't. You don't know. And so, like, I kind of liked this thing where we did get to see just so much of the two of them one on one, and sort of like see that relationship and those sides of them and sort of like these glimpses of how it might work, why, or, and also why it might not, right? I think that was pretty well balanced. Um, but yeah, it was like this, this judgment from everyone that I was like, girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I, overall, I think in the question of an inter, I guess not interracial, interfaith relationship um inter it's not even faith because he's not anything he's just well, like he's, a party boy but he's, he's culturally catholic as is as are a lot of spanish people uh, <laughs> yes okay well anyway just umbrella term <laughs> I, and that's I, I i think that's a bullshit thing but i say that about myself so but let yeah. me be i mean like everything it affects <laughs> the society that you're in there's no doubt yeah yeah just like Orthodox religion affects the Serbian side. Anyway, uh, yeah. but anyway, the um, overall as an outsider, obviously neither Catholic nor Muslim, I felt like they handled the nuance of that well, or at least satisfying to me where I felt like I was seeing how much difficulty there was some of it, I mean, none of it really their fault, but just like reality of like mm-hmm. how people are going to react to them and how that can be wearing. And even when he's like, well, fuck them, it's just going to be the two of us. But I'm like, but that's not a long term, <laughs> not a long term way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's not sustainable. And at some point, like those things are going to start wearing on you. It doesn't mean it's impossible to overcome or that you can't find your space and your ways to be with each other. But it is, so I felt like it acknowledged those things without being preachy, 
and also kind of like opened my eyes to how like two people could make it work. Yeah, I think that's where I thought it was interesting because um, every time we see these types of relationships, it's in a show like Elite, right? Where like the Muslim girl has to basically give up on so many of the things that are important to her. And the show frames it as a good thing, as a freedom thing uh, for the most part. And that's bullshit, right? So I, I felt like these were pretty realistic realities, especially for these young people about what are the challenges and the reality of it. Um, well, and yeah, so I thought it was fairly balanced in terms of that. I also, it made me more, even more want to actually see a version where you can see like two Muslims date because I haven't really gotten to acknowledge to see like, that type of story right it's not one that I faced in the at least in the pop culture and the media that I consume like I just want to see what's it like to be two cute Muslim teens right (laughs) Uh, I guess we need to watch more like television from those countries I don't know where we can get our hands on English well because it's so funny because especially now that I've seen so that not so much but I've been seeing more like Chinese and Korean uh stories like uh k-dramas and chinese dramas and whatever like in a lot of way like so it's a different culture right and a lot of them are love stories blah 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 blah. but the love stories aren't about the physical aspect of it because that's not how that those cultures are like you have to sit through like 46 episodes to get to a kiss uh, <laughs> you know and that's like as much as you get so it's not like you cannot tell these types of stories in a way that feels believable right yeah. um, so the no kissing no touching thing when she says it it was interesting when it comes into the story because to my I was suddenly aware how much to my ears that sounds so extreme but to someone else's ears can sound perfectly reasonable and like and I also really liked how that idea is always presented in our culture like in our media whatever as a repressive thing like as like oh my god how terrible but like for some reason watching this I was thinking about how like actually it's perfectly normal and even kind of like sorry to like I kind of feel bad saying this like but kind of erotic like there's something kind of hot about like abstaining and kind of like allowing tension to build before give you know and like I know it can be oppressive and has been used in oppressive ways I just think but recognizing complexity rather than sort of like yeah and that's what I was gonna say it wasn't portrayed as here's a negative thing about yes exactly um which is why then I didn't like I felt like her doubts were realistic but not necessarily the way they went about it like and the way they tied it to the hijab again it just felt like they needed they had to wrap up the season and and they needed to go somewhere with her doubts um, but it didn't feel that organic to me, or maybe I just couldn't follow how she got there um, entirely. I agree about the kind of resolution and the cliffhanger and all of that being very like a little cheesy and like kind of like they didn't know what to do with it. So it just kind of did whatever. Uh, I will say just going back to presenting them as an interfaith couple, um, I think part of and comparing it to god i already forgot the name of the show what was it you just mentioned uh not young royals that's uh the other teen high school elite 
Elite, thank you. Um, part of why I, part of what I think they did a really good job is, and maybe this is just stating the obvious, but like her faith is not presented as an external thing that's imposed on her that is, it's not like her versus society. Yeah. And what she wants is outside of society. It's about her versus her own faith, right? Like, it's like, it's totally internal. It's about her only mm -hmm. and what she mm -hmm. wants to do. And so, I don't know, I really appreciated that. No, I, I think it's more like, she's so sure of her faith. And she's so sure of her faith. And she's so sure of her faith as she breaks up with Danny. Like, and I believe that as the reason. And I guess I understand a moment of doubt because she's heartbroken but I, I don't I I don't know I don't know I felt like I guess I unlike other saunas I from Amira I actually felt not that she doubts her faith or I mean maybe she's doubting the sacrifice I don't know well, well because it's almost like the show does a really good job of explaining or expressing how there's different ways to express your faith or to live within your faith and those are your choices and so yeah. you can wear a hijab you cannot wear one you can you know follow the rules of the social order that you're in and still be a good muslim or you can stick to a different culture's social norms and be a good muslim right like and yeah. so um and so for for it, it it was really about her personal like do i want to wear my faith this way, no pun intended with the word wearing. I don't mean literally wear, but I just mean like, is this what I, how I want to express my faith? Is this the lifestyle I want to lead? I don't know if I'm even quite putting that in the right mm -hmm. words. Yeah, I guess it was just like, questions. because we know that she made this choice two years ago. I felt like she had already gone through that, but I guess the Danny thing changes it. I don't know. Like I can justify it, but it's yeah. a, like a thing where I have to make some mental leaps. So that's why I'm not a hundred percent with it. Um, I guess also another thing that I very much felt, or the, at least the, the season made me think about is how, um, and it's kind of going back to that idea of like, there's no right or wrong. It's just like what you want and how, how you go about it. And, um, meaning like there's no right or wrong way to be Muslim. There's no right or wrong, you know, uh, she chooses and for her, it feels comfortable to do to, I can't remember how she puts it in a conversation, but she says something like you can't pick and choose, right? Like that's how she has, I, I always, and this is part of her like being such a uh, intuitive, like introspective character is that I always, have this, yeah, I always have this impression that she's done a lot of soul searching and has come to certain, truths that she believes for herself that she fully is committed to but also like those could change like they're not you know what I mean like I think maybe it's the shock of those could change because I think the moment where she put on I mean not for me but for her the shock of like maybe this they could the maybe I'll take off the hijab it's not so much about the hijab it's about that realization um right like, I think she's, when she put on that hijab, she had done that soul searching and she was like, that's it, I'm done growing, right? Like, I'm, 50, I'm 15 years old. Like, I know everything. <laughs> yeah. And so I think maybe if I think about it in terms of her character, I still don't love the hesitation of the hijab itself. But again, it goes back to this being a visual medium. 
but to me, yeah, maybe it's like what you're saying. So this, her breakup with Danny, which again is her choice, is that first realization of I don't have the answers to everything, even in my faith, which is the one thing that I always thought I had a handle on. Does that make sense? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so it, she had made this choice. She was fully into it. And then nothing had shaken it until this uh, season, until this relationship. Um, and yeah, I feel like, I guess I'm coming around to it a little bit. I still feel, it still feels clumsy in execution to me. Um, I don't disagree with that yet, completely. But, but in, <laughs> It, 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 keep, it keeps coming back to this crutch of these types of Muslim stories where it's like the hijab is so visual that your instinct as a writer is to use it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and like, I hate to say it, but also like my instinct or their instinct or our instinct as non-Muslim. Non-Muslim, yeah. Yes, of course, hundred <laughs> percent. We see, we ascribe to it things or just, yeah, it has a different and, for and I think that ultimately that's where that's why the sauna seasons will never a hundred percent work because it still is written by white people. Like yeah. well-intentioned, well-meaning white people who do the research and want to tell a good story, but we're never gonna have all the answers and yeah. we're still well and who like certainly so far in however many versions of the season we've seen have never been able to completely just wait until we get to what the fuck then we're gonna be angry <laughs> so I've got that to look forward to uh, <laughs> um what was I gonna say about uh it makes my mind about scam France it's like you know what they did the appropriate amount of Anyway, uh, yeah. Sorry, I got distracted by shading other. Uh, <laughs> no, too. I, I've been like trying to go through my mind of like, although actually we haven't even seen that many. I've seen Scam Friends. I've seen obviously OG. This one, I haven't seen Natalia. Oh, and Druk, right, which I did not like. So, I mean, I didn't. I don't even dislike it. You didn't dislike it. I think it was kind of like meh about it. Uh, yeah. So I didn't dislike it. This one I liked all right. France I loved, we, which we have, you know, we had a long conversation about. Um, and then I haven't seen the others and others haven't done it. So yeah, it's not even been that many. Yeah, you you only have two. You have Yasmina's, again, shit show. And then you have Italia. Um, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I don't think this is a shit show. I thought, I think like Spain tries to do, it was trying to tell a different type of story within the scamverse when we hadn't seen before. Um, and it had mixed results. And I think, but I think it does tie again to this thing where I think a lot of people really loved this, this, these remakes. And um, this season just fell short of their expectations. And I think they have very legitimate reasons as to why. Um, and I, yeah, I think it really avoided the drama in a lot of ways. We'll talk about the ways it didn't in, in a second. The other, we can, we can there. Uh, in terms of San, sorry, Amira herself. There was yeah. just some, again, it boils down to what I was saying of like, oh, this is leading somewhere interesting and then nothing. Uh -huh. uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, so, I also think as much as I like Stanley, and I found him charming. I don't think the actor is that great of an actor. So I think that also hurt 
a little bit. Uh, like Danny, Danny, yeah, I think Danny's actor is a little bit more limited in his. Um, he definitely had like two expressions. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> one of them was looking adoringly at Amira. So yeah. that's okay. one is like big puppy dog eyes. Yeah, and so yeah, that's definitely. It was like one is like slightly smaller puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> so just just want to put that out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's charming and they have chemistry, but he like he's a like he's a I'm sorry, I keep using this word, but like he's a freaking himbo. Like he just is. Like and that kind of like limited emotional range is feels very like part of that. And so it also feels like the crush uh, that Amira would have when she is 18 years old. Like Yeah. Amira. Yeah, which is also why like when the end happens, I'm like Yeah. And yeah. the older brother of her best friend, a hundred percent. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh oh. For, for me, I really thought, I really appreciated the way they examined, the way the season examines being an insider, outsider, right? Like she is, like, like, you, like you said, she is Spanish, but she's also, you know, has one foot or, you know, in another culture. Um, like the, the sort of um, nuances of I feel this a lot where I'm like very American and most people think I'm American when they meet me and all this kind of stuff. But uh, as, I mean, unlike Amira, I don't have any external indicators <laughs> that I am anything other than the classic white Christian, quote unquote, not that I think that's what America is, but that's what some people think America is. Yeah. And um, so, so I, um, but I do know the experience of like how trying to integrate the, I don't know, the immigrant experience and um and so I, I just thought they they made me think and feel a lot of things about that which I really liked and and gave me some insight into the struggle of like struggle it even feels like a strong word of like an interfaith try, attempting an interfaith relationship um navigating maybe is a better word than struggle uh and also this idea that like it can change that you know that these things are not mutable they are immutable that they can but it's what it is right now I don't know I just find myself thinking about a lot of those things and 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 um integrating cultures I guess is what I was what I was trying to um yeah I think what I liked is that I feel like it gives me a lot to think about and not necessarily in like ways that get a rise out of me like some of the other remakes do like that's more of my reaction with Yasmina's right it's like I have things to talk about, but they're not great. Whereas here, I thought that there was thought put into it and about what are the questions that you want to think about? What is it that you want to start these conversations about? Um, and so like, in terms of that, it worked more than it worked for me as a full character arc, full season. Fair enough, um, yeah. I like the vibe. I like the vibe. Like that was my first note of like the the first episode. Like the second note was like, I like the vibe. And that's still true. Like eight episodes later, I still like the Scam España vibe as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Like, like an is great. So that's I think I'm. that's a very good assessment, actually. We like the vibe. I like <laughs> it too. So we like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um I, I also gonna contrast it interestingly to Scam France season five, where they also did a lot of research and had very good intentions. And yet it felt very like they're trying to teach me something. And I didn't, and I felt like I learned from this, but I didn't feel like I was being taught if that, you know. Yeah, I didn't feel like an afternoon 
what is it called after uh, after school special special yeah um all right so let's end part one here um yeah. we do still want to talk about we haven't talked about the more controversial aspects of this season <coughs> Kasim. uh but we'll get to that in a minute so uh i guess let's kind of wrap it up like so thank you for listening yep um please follow us on instagram even though i haven't posted anything on moth i'm so sorry but i'm here i'm there uh email us if you want um we're still on tumblr so all of those are going to be in the show notes and yeah thank you for listening thank you bye bye